Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. You know, we've been going through the Gospel of John, and we're not quite finished with it. <laughs> so we just finished the 20th chapter in the previous episode. But we were looking at all the things that happened according to John's perspective, what he brought out in relationship to when Jesus was crucified and when he rose from the dead. And I thought at first we would not do this, but I think it would be useful to go back and look at what Matthew, Mark, and Luke have to say about this. Because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John give us what the Most High God wanted us to understand about what occurred. Okay? These are the truths. And so we need to know all of it. And uh, each one of them will bring out a particular thing that the other one may not bring out. And people say, well, why is that? Well, it's because you have uh, different authors. <clears throat> They're writing for different purposes. They're writing to different groups of individuals telling them about what Jesus did. And we are blessed because we have all four of these Gospels and we need them. So let's go to Matthew 28. So Matthew 28 verse 1 says this. Now, after the Sabbath, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. When you look at the uh, uh, the narrative here of Jesus' last week, you find out there's a bunch of Marys. I'm not going to get into that right now, but it's a very, very common name. <clears throat> but I want you to pay real close attention to the timing of things. Notice it says it's after the Sabbath. Now, if you've been with us in previous episodes, you know how uh, I've made a pretty big deal about uh, the timing of everything and, and how the Sabbath is not just the weekly Sabbath. The weekly Sabbath in Judaism was from Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown. <clears throat> okay, remember that? But that in these feasts, like the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the 15th day of the sun, that first day is a high holy day. It's a holy convocation. It's a Sabbath day. That is the Sabbath where they wanted to get Jesus and the other thieves other thieves, Jesus and the thieves. I better phrase that right, right? <laughs> Jesus and the thieves. You all have to forgive me. I've literally been talking for, what time is it? I've literally been talking for two hours. Uh, I was doing something, uh, uh, recording something, and then somebody called, and I was on the phone with them for more than an hour about some seriously good biblical stuff. <clears throat> but anyway, you start getting tongue-tied, right? But they wanted to get them off the cross because the next day was a Sabbath. That was not the weekly Sabbath. Now here, this is the weekly Sabbath. Well, how do I know that? Well, read it again. Now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, the weekly Sabbath was the last day of the week. So we know that this Sabbath was Friday at sundown to Saturday at sundown, and it's beginning now the first day of the week. The first day of the week, what we call Sunday, began in the Hebrew calendar, Hebrew timing on Saturday at 6 p.m. at sundown. When the sun goes down, and I use 6 p.m. roughly because this was right around the spring equinox, so it would be roughly that time. So Mary Magdalene and the other Mary come to look at the grave. Now notice, they're coming to look at the grave. We'll see in other portions of things where they're coming to have prepared stuff and all this kind of thing. But here Matthew just says they're coming to look at the grave. Who is it? Mary Magdalene and another Mary. Verse 2. And behold, a severe earthquake had, re had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. And if you remember the last episode or two, I mentioned that the angels, we see them in various places. Uh, Mary Magdalene comes in John, and she bends over and looks in the tomb and sees an angel, one at the head where the body would have been and one at the feet. 
Here we have an angel sitting on the stone. But notice a severe earthquake had occurred. There had been a series of earthquakes. Okay, When Jesus died on the cross, the earth shook. The veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. The stones broke in two. And now we have another severe earthquake after it. You would think that this would have gotten the attention of some people, and it did. Okay, I think it did get the attention of a lot of people. I think this is one of the major reasons that many priests believed afterwards when they saw that veil torn in two. I believe this is the reason that the guards said he truly was the Son of God when this earthquake occurred. Well, now we have another earthquake. How do I know it was another one? <coughs> because this one rolled the stone away. And the stone wasn't put there until after the first earthquake had occurred. So you just sort of think these th things through and reason them through. You see what's going on. So, behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone and sat upon it. Uh, did the angel cause the earthquake? Yeah, could be. Verse 3, And his appearance, this is the angel, was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. So this earthquake took place. The angel rolled the stone away. He sat on top of the angel. The guards saw it. They pass out in fear. They became as dead men. So this is apparently what the women had walked up on. You know, that the guards are laid out there like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. Verse 6, He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. So we learn here that Mary Magdalene, is being told by the angel that he's risen from the dead, just as he said he would be. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Now he's telling them to go and to go to Galilee. This was going to take a while for them to go and go into Galilee. What we saw in John is literally this day he appears to some folks. We're going to see later on, he appears to the two disciples on the way to Emmaus. He appears to these ladies, to some of them. He appears to the disciples in a room. Not all of them. Thomas wasn't with them at that time. But this day, he appears to them. But he tells the women to tell them to go to Galilee. See, Jesus is breaking down all sorts of walls. He appears to the ladies first. So verse 8, And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and ran to report it to his disciples. They didn't walk. They didn't stroll. They ran. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. So here you have them grabbing a hold of him. In John, you have Mary Magdalene in just this intimate moment right here, at the, apparently at the tomb where she thought he was the gardener and everything. So you have this these storylines starting to develop. Here a group of the ladies see him, grab his feet, and worship him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Notice the angel had already said, Do not be afraid. I, we cannot even begin to comprehend the emotions that were being experienced by these people. I mean, you know, just reasoning through and thinking through what they seen, but just emotionally, can you imagine? What would you do if somebody that you had just seen beat to a pulp and killed and then buried three days and three nights, and they're standing before you. 
we think that we can understand the emotional part of it. I don't think we have a clue. So the last verse, Jesus says to them, do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. It's amazing the detail that the Lord has given us in the midst of all this. It's amazing what happened with these folks, isn't it? Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next episode. We'll continue examining this, okay? Goodbye.